much for joining us today here on It's a PR Thing. You know I love talking to you about PR things. And today we're gonna talk about the power of PR in the history of American independence. And yes, public relations tactics and techniques, they played a major role in the birth of the United States of America. And today you're gonna learn about the first viral share in American history, yes, before there was Facebook or Twitter. You're also gonna learn about the first branding campaign before any real ad agency ever existed. And you're gonna learn about the crucial influencers of the time who did it all without TikTok or Instagram, without the internet, without network television, and even without electricity. So come on, let's go take a trip down history lane, y'all, on this wonderful Independence Day weekend. Welcome everyone to It's a PR Thing. This is the show where we help you build relationships that build business. We'll give you a better understanding of what PR is today and how you can use it to drive your business in ways you never knew you could. If you're ready to build bigger and better relationship capital, then this is the show for you. Hey all, thank you so much for joining me today here on It's a PR Thing. I'm your host, Stephanie McFarland. And today we're going to talk about the power of PR in the history of American independence. And again, this is Independence Day here in the United States. And we look back every year on the birth of our nation and who we were as a people and how far we've come and who we are today. And we celebrate that um, in spite of our failings and in spite of areas where we might need to improve ourselves. We still celebrate the fact that we are one nation one nation together. So public relations in that broader definition that I'm always preaching about, it played a tremendously instrumental role in moving public opinion among the 3 million people who lived in the American colonies in the mid to late 1700s. Now, recently I read something on another PR firm's website that said PR was created in the 20th century. Wrong answer. You know, Modern public relations was shaped by Edward Bernays at the start of the 20th century, and we have evolved exponentially as a field and a practice and a discipline over the last 100 years. But public relations in one form or other has existed across thousands of years of human history, and it certainly helped to galvanize the American colonists, of which my family's ancestors were among that population. In fact, one side of my family is registered with the Daughters of the American Revolution. So how did PR play a major role in birthing a nation and who were the influencers of those efforts? Now, we're all used to hearing about the usual, right, the usual suspects of the founding fathers and, you know, and, and their various roles that they played. But today I want to cover five PR moves, if you will, that our founding fathers leveraged. Folks, we're still leveraging those PR moves today in our profession. And I want to highlight and spotlight those among the founding fathers who were instrumental and drivers of those particular PR moves. So beginning with number one, they had a brand campaign. So no taxation without representation. I don't know about you, but I remember that all the way back to the second grade because it rhymed. So I remember learning it at that time. No taxation without representation. And Samuel Adams was a big influencer in branding specific events and sentiments at that time. And he came up with the phrase, taxation without representation is tyranny originally. And that carried across three decades to unite colonists there against the crown. He also coined 
the title Boston Massacre, which you may remember that, to describe the conflict that erupted between colonists and British soldiers uh, there in the streets of Boston in, in 1770. And this branded event created an emotional memory stamp that resonated with colonists across the spectrum, in, including uh, garnering sympathy from some who were not even in favor of breaking away from Great Britain. And Samuel Adams knew how to use words and symbols to connect people. He knew how to use them to motivate public sentiment and then, and then to leverage that in its collective power. Number two PR move, they had a logo and that was the symbol of the Tree of Liberty. And again, the Samuel Adams brought this into play and he injected that symbol to give the movement an identity, something for people to rally to, uh, to, to represent their rising public sentiment. PR move number three, they had their own media outlet. The influencer of the day for that was Benjamin Franklin. Now, I know in history sometimes he gets he gets characterized or caricatured as, you know, the the guy with the kite and the string and, uh, you know, and the key and, uh, you know, and, and the lightning bolt. And, and yes, he, he was definitely an inventor as well. But he also published the Pennsylvania Gazette, which provided advertising to every colony across the eastern seaboard. And Franklin used this newspaper to get the word out to colonists and to sympathizers back in Great Britain, and thereby he generated awareness, um, he, he generated interest, and through that, they also created support. In fact, Franklin, he was the first American diplomat, and he was the relationship builder who led the efforts to secure French support for the Revolutionary War. And clearly, he knew that building relationships not only builds business, but it could also build a nation, and he did that. PR move number four, they put on events. And the most salient of those events, you're probably gonna remember, was the Boston Tea Party. And that was the first major act of American defiance against the Crown in retaliation against the Tea Act, which was designed essentially to save the, the troubled, financially troubled um, East India Company. And, and that company held considerable power in the British Empire. And the influencers behind the Boston Tea Party was, yes, once again, the man with his own beer brand, Samuel Adams. By the way, Samuel Adams was our second president. He also was a second cousin of John Adams, who also went on to become president. So this was the Boston Tea Party was a protest. Um, you know, it, it was conducted, though, you know, in disguise and under the cover of night, but it was a protest demonstration nonetheless. Now, do you remember if you spoke out against the government in his day, that was treason against the crown and you could be executed, you know, as in like hanged or worse. But nonetheless, it was a protest. Folks, we have now for more than 200 plus years in the United States used protests to send a message loud and clear to those in power. And that's exactly what the Boston Tea Party was meant to do. There were 60 men called the Sons of Liberty. They were led by Samuel Adams and they dumped 300 chests of tea into the Boston Harbor and sent a message that we don't need your tea and we don't need you. And that was most certainly a message of independence brewing. Okay, now PR move number five. This is my favorite. They had their own version of social media. Yes, there was social media in that time, even before the digital age. So for example, there was a pamphlet called, a very popular pamphlet called common sense. Uh, it was about 47 pages long. 
And think of it more like a circulating manifesto shared by colonists among each other. It's kind of like a very long tweet today. Now, there are conflicting reports on how great its circulation grew to. Um, today, we would definitely consider this viral. So even on, on conservative reports of half a million official copies being circulated among uh, the colonists at that time, but there are also reports that state that if you take into account pirated copies, official copies, and combine with readings aloud among groups, because that was very common back then because not everyone was able to read, Common Sense is reported to have reached 2.5 million colonists out of the 3 million colonists who lived in the American colonies. So uh, the influencer behind this prehistoric American social media was Thomas Paine. And, and back in that day, they had real social media. So here's how it worked. People would read these pamphlets and, and then they would meet. They would meet in coffee houses, pubs, at private dinner parties, around the quilting square and so forth. And they would discuss these pamphlets. You know, they weren't behind a keyboard reading and typing their responses in the comments section. They were talking face to face with each other. Now, what made Payne's common sense pamphlet so popular was not just the sentiments in the pamphlet, but how he wrote. Payne wrote in a very simple language, the language of the common people of the day. And unlike his fellow founding fathers, he wrote in very highbrow intellectual language that was generally exclusive to the well-educated. Payne's style connected with people because they saw his words as just like them. And that enabled the point of common sense, which was establishing a new government, a self-governing structure, which was by the people and for the people to connect and resonate with the colonists. So as you can see, PR was not created in the 20th century. And now I'm only giving you a snapshot of five approaches that were used, but PR clearly had a major influence on the existence of the United States. And these three men highlighted today, they, they leveraged the power of understanding the people, you know, knowing their frustrations, their pain, their dreams and aspirations for themselves, their families, and future generations. And they also created connection among the colonists with words, images, events, and public conversation. And that connection created a relationship among the people, a massive relationship that led to one huge and collective collaboration to win their independence and establish a nation of their own. And you guys, what a nation we are. Despite our challenges, our differences, our disagreements, and and you know, and where we need to grow. Today, we have more than 329 million people who live here, representing almost every ethnicity and culture on the planet. People risk their lives today still to come to this nation in droves. And we live here in relative peace together as neighbors. So with that, I say on this Independence Day, y'all, happy birthday, America, and to all Americans who make up this great nation. You guys, that's where I'm going to leave it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful July 4th weekend, and please go out and make it a great day. 